Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 471. The Healthy Foods That Make You Fat by Neghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome to another week of Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs, all for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and more, just like an audiobook, but instead from a bunch of different authors. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. And now let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. The Healthy Foods That Make You Fat by Neghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. I know what you're thinking. How can something that's healthy possibly make me fat? Food choice and quality, above all other aspects of nutrition, are the first thing I teach my clients. What you eat is far more important than the timing or the quantity of consumption. Often the first step is helping clients make the switch from sandwich-heavy lunches to big hunks of protein and copious amounts of organic veggies. But at some point, quantity does matter. Remember Michael Pollan's famed line from In Defense of Food? Quote, eat food, not too much, mostly plants, end quote. I'd add to that plenty of protein, but that's a discussion for another day. The truth is, just because it's healthy doesn't mean that it will promote optimal health. Not to mention, overconsumption is certainly not going to promote fat loss. Too much of anything is gonna throw you off balance. Binging on healthy food is not a habit that you want to cultivate, regardless of how harmless the food itself might seem. So that leads me to the question, what is the healthy food that is actually making you fat? Well, simply put, it's the one that you eat too much of, the one that you can't stop eating, the one you eat in excess, all the while convincing yourself it's okay because it's quote-unquote healthy. You know exactly what I'm talking about. For some, it's almond butter. For others, it's protein pancakes. Kind bars, trail mix, or dates. I run the gamut on trigger foods. I once ate four kind bars in a single day on top of my regular meals. But my current obsession is dried mango. Holy ish, why are they so effing good? Now, of course, I buy organic dried fruit with no added sugar, sulfur, or preservatives. You know, the real stuff, where the label simply states, mangoes. I throw it in my shopping cart, primarily for my kiddo. He loves it, and really will eat only one to two pieces. Kids are amazing with portion control. But somehow, it keeps ending up in my mouth. Dried mangoes are sabotaging the hell out of my nutrition. I am sabotaging the hell out of myself. Why? Well, it's pretty simple. Can't stop eating, period. 
No matter what I do, I end up binging on these succulent yellow slices of deliciousness. I just can't. There are two significant problems with this seemingly innocent dried fruit obsession. The first of these problems is lack of satiety. Because it's dehydrated, all the water content of fresh fruit is not present, subsequently not making you feel full. So you just keep going back for more, and more, and more, because you're not satisfied. Oh, and because it's delicious. So very delicious. But the second and more pressing issue with dried fruits is that I lie to myself. I tell myself that it's better than eating candy, and of course it is, which erroneously gives me license to overindulge. It's still overeating. It's still obsessive behavior. It's still not in line with the harmonious relationship I strive to have with food. I don't enjoy feeling as though I'm fighting with myself over food. I prefer effortless, relaxed eating. If I study my past, I realize I've been here before. In fact, I actually wrote a post about overconsumption of healthy food when I came to grips with my almond butter addiction. Nut butter and I are on good terms now, but it took a lot of time and a lot of practice. I needed to first identify my behavior, then remove the substance, and lastly, affirm that I am not in any real way deprived without it. Once you've done all three of these things, you can consider reintroducing the food in small quantities. Identify the behavior. This is always a difficult thing to do given that awareness is often closely trailed by judgment. Not to mention, you've most likely been lying to yourself. It's okay if I eat five, I mean, they're protein bars, right? But it isn't necessarily okay because you can't stop and not feeling control of what you eat is really quite destructive for your overall well-being. If you can't refrain from consuming it, it's a trigger food. And no matter how healthy it is, trigger foods are just as detrimental as junk foods when it comes to not only your body composition, but more importantly, your mindset. You've got to face it. You've got to say it out loud and affirm that this otherwise healthy substance is becoming a problem for you. Once you've identified and confronted the issue, you can begin the journey towards annihilating it. Get it out of the house. Once you've identified and acknowledged the trigger food, get it out of the house completely. Don't rely on willpower. Don't allow it to taunt and tempt you. When you're deeply involved in anything, willpower is a waste of time. You'll end up berating yourself if you slip subsequently judging and cursing yourself for not having more quote-unquote willpower. Just get rid of it. Research and common sense shows that people are less likely to eat something if it's not as easily attainable. Sometimes a family member might object to the eradication of your trigger food, creating additional obstacles. This is where you need to be resolute. Kindly appeal to their concern for you and ask them to get on board, at least until you've overcome the trigger. You don't want to sabotage yourself, but you can't have loved ones sabotaging you either affirmation, and liberation. Once you've been separated from it, something pretty interesting will occur. You'll realize with time that you don't really need it. Am I any less happy without dried mangoes? Do I feel deprived? Is my diet lacking in delectable culinary concoctions? Absolutely not. Do I feel liberated from a food that was making me crazy, free from spiraling out of control? Yes, yes. Sometimes all you need is time away to get a clear perspective. Life without dried mangoes is a life worth living because I'm no longer stuck in the binge, regret, berate cycle. Goodbye sabotaging health food. I'm the one in charge here and you'll do well to remember it. Reintroduction. Obviously, you don't want to live the rest of your life in fear of any particular food. What kind of life would that be? My ultimate intention when it comes to nutrition is to feel completely free and unencumbered. 
I don't wanna feel like any food controls me or like anything is off limits unless I want it to be. I wanna feel good before, during, and after eating, no matter what. That's where reintroduction comes in. Once you've completed the first few steps, bring the trigger food back in small quantities. Does it still trigger an all-out binge? Then go back to step one. Can you have a small amount and feel satisfied? Congratulations, you're cured. No judgment, just awareness. Am I ready? Yes or no, that's it, without any guilt or feelings of failure attached to it. You just listened to the post titled The Healthy Foods That Make You Fat by Nighar Fanuni of nigharfanuni.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, if you found yourself cringing a little bit when Miss Fanuni mentioned getting food out of the house, I know sometimes our minds go, well, then that means it's going in the garbage. Not necessarily. You don't always have to completely get rid of food in your house. What you can do instead is have someone hide it, ideally behind foods that are better for you that you want to be consuming more often. That alone should do the trick. But I completely agree that too much of anything, even a good thing, can become a bad thing. That's why I often don't recommend people supplement with antioxidants like vitamin E. What we're finding is too much of a good thing, antioxidants, can actually become a pro-oxidant or a bad thing where it accelerates aging, increases cancer risk. And sometimes my patients and clients often ask me, why do you hate on juice so much? Why do you hate on dried fruit? Well, as Ms. Fanuni mentioned, when you think about dried fruit, it's dried, which means some of the volume has been removed. When food has less volume to it, that means it's not gonna take up as much room in your stomach, which could eventually influence how much you eat. But at the same time, when we reduce the volume, really we're just talking about removing water, which has zero calories. So we're keeping the same amount of calories, but now it takes up less space in the stomach. And so you could end up eating a lot of food and therefore a lot of calories, and in the case of fruit, a lot of sugar in a very short period of time. And while it sounds like I hate on dried fruit, I do consume it as well. I, for example, like a small handful of raisins almost every day. But the trick is, is no more than a quarter of a cup of raisins. I don't eat the whole bag. And I kind of feel the same way about juice. When we juice fruit, it probably takes three to four oranges to make one glass of 100% orange juice. But one glass of orange juice, that doesn't last all that long. In fact, you could probably drink that in about 30 seconds. But in 30 seconds, you just got three to four oranges worth of sugar and calories. Again, too much of a good thing, too quickly especially, 
can be a bad thing. Okay, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday. I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.